Hendrickson. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Joining us on the line, first thing, Clifton French, investigative reporter from RealNewsMichiana.com. Clifton, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, Casey, doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. You told me... Um, a few days ago, you're like, hey, man, I got something dropping on Tuesday. Be on the lookout for it. And boy, was it a doozy. You've been writing a while now about Alive Grant recipients. And again, the Alive Grant is a grant given by the, the city of South Bend. Uh, supposed to be for certain uh, certain works within the community. There's lots of problems with recipients of the Alive Grants. And you've documented that a lot at realnewsmichiana.com. But this one might very well take the cake. Tell us what your report found out. Yeah, so, I mean, just to break it down, I mean, it's, it's an extremely detailed report, uh, but just to break it all down, essentially, I have a uh, a, a manager of the Group Violence uh, Intervention Program who, who helps run the Alive Grant. I have a recorded conversation with her, uh, with, with my whistleblower, uh, admitting to altering the name on one of the grants to give thousands of dollars to, uh, to a friend of her boss. Um, then telling that same whistleblower not to speak to the media about it and that they're hiding information from the media. Okay. It's all recorded. All right. And and again, you have the audio. (laughs) You have all of the audio. You can go through it right now. There are several clips. There's documents. This is all at realnewsmichiana.com right now. So if you you question anything Clifton is saying, you can go listen to it yourself. Um, Yeah. But so the person whose name was altered from – like, were they an actual grant applicant, or how did that work? Yeah. Yeah, so she applied for this grant, um, and then she was told that her grant was denied. Um, I, I had, you know, several, several months ago, I had a, a FOIA for all of these, all these grant documents. Um, I find this grant with her name on it, um, and it's just really fishy because everything, the grant application, the award letter, letter everything is going to her. Then on the very last page, uh, the the title of the program changed slightly, and the name um, changes as well. Uh, and that's the essentially the city's uh, document awarding the money. Uh, it goes to Aisha Avance, who, if you've been reading my stuff, uh, is a woman who works in the uh, voter registration office and is really good friends with Maurice Mo Scott, who who is the director of community initiatives, who oversees all of the Alive Grant information. Um, and so it just changes the name, gives the money to her and her program, uh, and then that's it. This woman uh, who, who had done this application had no clue any of this was done until I showed her the documents. I said, listen, I have everything here for you. It says that you received this grant. Uh, she's like, no, I was told everything was denied. Um, so then you know, she gets a phone call from the city because she's concerned about it, and, uh, and, and they admit to – altering the the altering the grant um to give the money to to this woman um and to take away the money for for the grant that she had applied for so they admit to it are they apologetic at all do they they offer her an additional grant do they tell her sorry what what do they do no so this is funny so they then blame they blame her and say that she needs to have a conversation with the woman who they awarded the grant money to and say that it has nothing to do with the city. Yeah. How, how would... Yeah. 
So she fills out the grant. They deny her grant, but really what they did is they took her grant paperwork and they changed the last page so that a uh, a friend of a friend can go ahead and get the money instead of her. But somehow this is boss, her fault. The second, this, the, yes, yes. And, and but not just a friend of a friend, the, the, the person who's in charge of all of this, Marie Scott. Um, he is he is like the second most powerful person in South Bend government. <laughs> right below the mayor. But it's, it's, but it's her fault. It's insane. And, and yeah, and they blame her for it. And she's like, I didn't know. You guys never contacted me. I was told I was denied. So what All what did they right there. now now obviously these are this is criminals getting caught being criminals and trying to blame somebody yeah. else and push responsibility off so they can try and claim plausible deniability at a later day. But what did they oh, actually during, during that, what did they actually expect her and instruct her to do by contacting the person who really got the money? They said this is a conversation you need to have with her. We're washing our hands of it. <laughs> Isn't which which would I mean, obviously, this is asinine, Clifton, but it wouldn't make sense anyway because you're dealing with government dollars. The government would have to have a hand in it because the government would have been defrauded by one of them, and the government yep. would have wanted to get their money back if they were defrauded, correct? Yes, yes. It is, it is, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it is as corrupt as it gets. And I've been telling I, – I, I mean, the last time you and I spoke on the show, I said, listen, this they are giving I, – I, there, there is a, a conspiracy. And by the way uh, – they filed the the woman involved in this mm-hmm. filed a protection order against me. I'm not allowed within three thousand yards of the of the of the county city building right now. Yeah, I was going to ask if you could talk about that today, but it's so oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, I can talk about it. This is insane. So you insane. find out now again in what world does an investigative reporter from any of the local television stations or the local newspaper or anything? In what world does one show up and find out, hey, we've got some people ripping, ripping the taxpayers off. It looks like there might be some inside jobs here from the government. In what world does a court grant a protective order against media mm-hmm. for doing an investigation? Well, I will tell you that I have been looking into stories on that judge that I put on the back burner already. I don't know if he was notified that I was looking into them, mm. um, but he already knew I was I'm, – I'm assuming he knew I was looking into him on a couple of – of nefarious things that he's not going to intimidate me out of covering. I'm still going to cover them. I'm mean, still going to cover them. You mean but, there uh, there might be a corruption angle with local judges in Michiana? I'm oh shocked. I am shocked, Lord. Clifton. Oh, shocked. Oh, 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 Casey, this this goes so deep. Uh, so, <laughs> so I am so yeah. This goes so deep. Um, and I have and I have all the receipts to back it up. But uh, but anyway, so I was already investigating this judge on some corruption. Okay. Right? Um, and and. He's friends with about seven or eight people, or his girl. He or he and his girlfriend uh, are friends with uh, with with like seven or eight people who I have done stories on, mm. right? Um, particularly at the voter registration office. Oh. So Ariel Brandy, who who's now being. By the way, Ariel Brandy's being investigated by the Indiana State Police for ghost employment, uh, which I uncovered, right? And, and got that that investigation right. initiated. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends with her. Uh, friends with Muhammad Chabaz. Uh, <laughs> all of these people, all of these people who I have been digging into um, and uncovering this corruption on. Right. I don't know why it made if they thought that, hey, he's not he's not as well funded or he's not as uh, as as connected um, as I am. Right. And he just thought maybe this will this will scare him off. But I have no idea. I mean, in my time as a journalist, I can tell you this is not the first time people have attempted to get um, protective orders. Right. Mm-hmm. Government officials. Um, but no judge ever has signed off. 
Well, yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't pass legal muster in any way. No, uh, no, it doesn't. Now, it let me let me ask a question because I had a question about this protective order when I I saw that when you told me that it happened. Um, you can't pursue this, but are you allowed to send a proxy to pursue it, or is this like an all encompassing? Anybody tied to you can't pursue this angle of well, the story. Not, I mean, I mean, you know, oh, oh, I can, I can pursue the story, right? I absolutely can, uh, can pursue, can pursue the story, right? Um, that's not a problem, and I am pursuing the stories. I just can't contact them, and I can't go to the county city building. But can you have can somebody do that on your behalf? You know, um, can you have like on, a little Clifton R&D. French underling do it for you? On R&M's behalf, potentially, but on on my behalf, and I'm the owner of R&M. I mean, they have they have they have they are preventing <laughs> me from digging into anything further. Just just so everybody, well, we're going to take let's take a deep breath, just so everybody listening to this kind of understands. All right, Clifton French, an investigative reporter, has uncovered a bunch of issues with uh, fraud, corruption, things like that in the county city building, uh, with the Alive grants in particular. And a judge has signed off on an order preventing him from actually looking into the story, which is his right as a journalist and freedom of the press and all of that. And a judge has now said that he's not really allowed to do that directly anyway. He can do it from afar, but he can't actually interview people that might be subjects of the story until the protective order is lifted. Is that correct? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this thing is erroneous on its face. Uh, it's going to get overturned, and we're taking it to a different judge, right? By the way, I don't know if this is – we're still trying to figure this out. I am told that uh, this particular judge doesn't even do protective orders and that this case went across his desk somehow. Now, if he was filling That's in, not the first time I've heard of that happening here either. Yeah. So maybe, maybe this – you know, and I'm going to hold off judgment until I get 100 percent proof, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe, So maybe this judge – Maybe he was filling in for somebody who was on vacation. I don't know. However, awfully freaking strange that he is friends with these people, and then he signs off on this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and it comes across as death. And, and, of course, he, obviously, you know, at a bare minimum, he should have recused himself. But I, we, I digress. I mean, we're beating, a, we're beating a dead horse here. But it's going to be interesting to watch oh, this yeah. story unfold in the future. So as, you're, as you've uncovered, because it seems like when it comes to the Alive Grants anyway, Clifton, when you're covering these two stories, it tends to run off in two different directions. County City Building, local Democratic Party, yeah. the Latin Kings Gang. Yep. How much, how much cross-contamination? Oh, it goes, it's across the board. It is across the board. So I am looking at, let's see. I am looking at uh, – I just pulled them out. These are the, the live grants because I have to break them up to look into them, right, to mm-hmm. figure out which ones I'm looking into. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven. So I'm currently looking at seven um, convicted felons uh, who received these grants um, right now. These are seven more on top of the three I've already done. Okay. Um, who, who received these grants. That's not including the other 40 grants I'm still looking into. These are just the ones I'm focusing on right now. We are talking like – and all of these people are, are – they're connected with gangs. They're connected with – they're friends of, of Moscott. They're friends of Aisha Ava. They're friends of all of these people who just got this money, and they're criminals and have done nothing ever to help the community except you know victimize people in the community that they're being now paid to help. Yeah, and I think part of one of the reasons why they're trying the stunts that they're trying with you, I, I think it's a little bit of 
you know, maybe maybe he doesn't have any funding, doesn't have any backing, and they think they can intimidate you. But also, Clifton, there isn't a media outlet here who would in a million years cover any of this. There hasn't been for a very long time. I've been here for, for a decade. There hasn't been a single entity here that would have covered this in a decade. And they've gotten away with it for so long that they're just doing what they normally do, and it normally works because they know that nobody is going to call them on it, and here you are calling them on it. But you also have a whistleblower here, because that's how a lot of this information came out. There's been some intimidation of the the, the whistleblower, correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what, what we believe, anyway. So, I mean, it's, it, it's an awful coincidence that um, that after that right after I talk to her and right after I publish a story about a live brand, right, mm-hmm. uh, that her car is destroyed. All the tires slashed. Uh, the all the the, the mechanics um, and and switches and everything from the steering column ripped out. The entire interior sliced up with a knife. Uh, every single seat, every single the car is totaled. It's totaled. So we obviously don't have evidence on who did it. It's a it's a huge coincidence. She did send an email to the city um, mm-hmm. expressing concern and asked that nobody from the Alive Grant uh, contact her and asked that somebody from the mayor's office instead, somebody else from the mayor's office, not with the Alive Grant contact her. Guess what happened? Everybody from the Alive Grant contacts her. Oh, of course. Yeah. Y'all want to know what she knows. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's, you know, and for the record, this this vandalizing cars because somebody is speaking out against a government official in South Bend, this happens in the city of Elkhart routinely as well. So you know, it's not like this is a unique thing to the city of South Bend. This is this is a problem in, in the two big cities in this area. Uh, over the at, at least with well, South Bend is forever, but you know in in Elkhart at least for the past uh, mayoral ship. So there, you have a bunch of problems with this stuff. But I, and again, here's the thing: you know, I, we went long with Clifton today, but this is such an important story. There is a clear and concise pattern with his reporting on what has been happening at the city of of South Bend, the county city building, and the Alive Grants. That is now basically undeniable, and he's got documents yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. got audio of the phone calls with witnesses admitting to doing this sort of stuff so it's easy for you all to see at realnewsmichiana.com and and and, uh and also casey it it, this all comes in and it's folded into the voter registration office Hmm. (laughs) it Hmm. is insane i don't know man that sounds like some (laughs) QAnon stuff right there clifton better be careful with what you say you're gonna get one of the you're gonna get one of the alphabet tv stations to go ah that's QAnon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they already are. Uh, uh, oh my however, God. Uh, Casey, Casey, if I can ask your your viewers, if you haven't yet gone uh, and subscribed at Real News Michiana, uh, obviously I got some legal fees coming up. Um, so if you want to support this fight um, and and you know and 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 help support these these types of investigations uh, that are making a huge difference in this community, go over to realnewsmachina.com, hit subscribe, and and uh, you know help me out here. All right, man. Great work, Clifton. Good talking to you, bud. Hey. All right. Thanks, Casey. Take care. Talk to you soon. All right. You got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. FanDuel is letting you place your very first bet risk-free. You get more opportunities to swing for the fences. Right now, new users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. And it only gets better from there. One of my favorite new games to play, FanDuel's new promo, live every Tuesday, $5 Dinger Tuesdays. You place a $25 or more wager on any player to hit a home run on Tuesday, and you get a $5 bonus in site credit for every home run hit in the game with a maximum of $25. I have done 
very well with this. So um, I got down. I was up a lot. Got down just a little bit. Basically, you know, any look, anytime a fighter breaks their leg, it's going to ruin your bet. But I've started doing the five dollar dinger Tuesdays, doing it the simple, easy way. Started picking the home run leaders in the games. I've been doing very good with that. So I highly suggest you give this opportunity uh, for this uh, for this new play type a, a try. It works really well for me. I hope it works well for you. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use my promo code Casey to get in on the action. That is FanDuel Sportsbook promo code Casey. 21 and over and present in Indiana. First online real money wager only for risk-free bet. Refund and bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus, $25 per game. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Uh, somebody gave us a call. I'll have to ask Clifton about this. He said they don't really use computers. Is there a way to support Clifton French and realnewsmichiana.com? Um, that I'm aware of, I don't know. But Clifton, if you're listening, some people who don't have the ability to subscribe to you would still like to help in any way that they can. And it uh, might be a good idea to have some options available to them for that. But generally speaking, you go to realnewsmichiana.com and there's a subscribe option, um, which will, of course, you know, help him with uh, with some of the costs and things like that of, of running everything. So he can, he can certainly use it. There's no doubt about that. All right. Boy, there is so much nonsense in this world right now. Do I already have to take a break? It's because I went along with Clifton. But it was worth it, right? It was 100% worth it, right? I gave you an extra five minutes of Clifton and it was 100% worth it. Because you just got more information about the corruption of the South Bend government than you have had in at least 10 years. You're welcome. See, we aim to please. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. Uh, let's see. What's the... Uh, hold on a minute, minute, minute. Uh, breaking, breaking news there. White House, we're on pace to meet the August 31st deadline in Afghanistan, but we may adjust. We're on pace to meet the deadline, but we might have to adjust. Look, I know it's a Tuesday. We're on pace to meet the deadline, but we might have to adjust. Uh, Somebody on the Discord server just uh, posted Sarah Carter, again, investigative reporter. Breaking. Now Americans are being told that they will not be escorted through the Taliban lines. They have been abandoned by POTUS. Now, there is... Let me pull this up. There is a Washington Post reporter who is in Afghanistan. This Washington Post reporter was rescued. Rescued. Remember, Biden was telling everybody just a couple of days ago that everybody can get through. Nobody can't not get through the Taliban lines. We have an agreement with the Taliban. They're totally trustworthy, super awesome frat dudes. And the Taliban are letting everybody through. So you don't have to worry about it. And then it was like, what, less than less than an hour later, about 20 minutes later, they, they talked with uh, Admiral Kirby and they're like, um, Biden says that nobody's attacking any Americans, and that we don't have any reports of that and that everybody can get through. And Kirby's like, yeah, no, we got plenty of reports of that. But this Washington Post reporter was rescued by the British, not by us. Let me just. First of all. 
I have some mixed feelings about the way the British are reacting right now. Okay? The British military, as always, brilliant and amazing. I have trained with the British. I have nothing but the highest amount of respect for the British military. They're some of the, the finest fighters on, on planet Earth. And I'm not even talking about the SAS or any other storied unit. I'm just their their crop, their average Joe military member is very effective and a very tough fighter. The British politicians, forgive me for saying, maybe you shouldn't be pitching a fit for not having enough troops in Afghanistan and blaming us for not having enough troops there to help you out. Maybe you should have contributed a little bit more to the effort. Then you wouldn't be in the position you're in now. Now, with that said, you shift over to the British. The British have been leaving the airport and rescuing their people. They're actively launching missions to rescue their people. The Americans, of course, are not. There have been some reports of some Americans going rogue and doing it. Uh, Some of these are, as of yet, unconfirmed. But there are reports of that happening. But a Washington Post reporter was rescued by the British. And she told her story, I think it was yesterday, uh, she told her story about how the British rescued her. And, I mean, kudos to the British for doing that. Thank you for doing that. We would certainly do that for their people that were on the ground. If the BBC were stuck, we would go get them. Um, But at the same time, our people shouldn't be rescued by the British. Our people shouldn't be in a position that they need to be rescued. You know, Boris over in the UK, his main complaint is that this all happened without the British knowing what was going on. So the rug was pulled out from underneath everybody in Afghanistan, and the rug was pulled out from the British, who are furious The Germans are angry to a lesser extent from what we're hearing, but the British are very vocal about this because they have been put in a very compromising situation. They have a lot of assets in the country that they have to deal with now. And all of these all of these problems could have been prevented had Biden picked up the phone, called the British and let them know what was happening ahead of time. So the British could have prepared. Friendly reminder, folks, just because Biden told everybody we want to be out by August 31st that. Now that we're getting close to the end of August, that this is all supposed to happen, that's not how military operations work. Okay, This isn't like planning your your day trip to go have a picnic and sip on some lemonade. This isn't how this works. It's not one of those things where you plan it out the day before and you go, you know, okay, we'll wake up at this time, we'll get in the car, and we'll go do this, and it'll be a nice, easy, relaxing day. That's not how a military operation works. The rug was pulled out from under everybody. And the British weren't even told, according to the reports we have, from late last week, and they are absolutely furious for it. And they should be. They should be. I would also like to address the British population and the British political elite who really hated Donald Trump and really wanted Joe Biden. Screw you. You're as responsible for what's happening to your people in that country as we are. But why is... Why is a, a Washington Post reporter having to be rescued by the British? Of course, I suppose the the big answer or the you know a, a bigger question here is why was she still there and in, in need of rescuing? Shouldn't she have been out? 
That's what happens when you don't go get your people before you leave. Empty planes taking off from the uh, the airbase. Well, airport. Empty planes taking off. One or two people on them. It's unacceptable. Susanna George is her name with the Washington Post. Uh, Washington Post reporter has shared how British troops helped her and friends flee Afghanistan as pressure mounts over U.S. forces' continued refusal to leave Kabul airport. Susanna George uh, told of how she and the paper's Afghan staff were able to latch onto a separate evacuation led by U.K. troops after spotting them and asking for help to flee. That saw them hurriedly uh, travel along the road to Kabul's uh, airport in armored cars driven by private security guards. (laughs) How embarrassing. But hey, there's an upside. The upside is you don't have any more mean tweets. Every one of you Republicans who voted against Trump, screw you. Every one of you Democrats who voted against Trump, screw you. Every one of you independents who voted against Trump, screw you. This is all on you. All of this is on you. There was a crisis plan in place that Biden squashed in February. There was a conditional withdrawal that the Taliban had to meet certain conditions. Biden scratched that the moment he took office. They didn't meet any of their conditions. None of them. The special forces units that Trump was going to be leaving behind permanently in Afghanistan to maintain a military presence, the intelligence infrastructure, and to continue to assist the Afghans, Biden scrapped that. This is all on you, all of you. And the only argument I ever heard from a Republican on why they didn't want Trump, oh, he was mean. So was my drill sergeant. He was also really effective at his job. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Chatting. And again, did you know that she has her own line of sake? I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I mean, it is the most bitter sake that you will ever have. You didn't know that? Josh didn't know that she had her own sake. Jen Saki has bitter sake. <clears throat> anyway, so here we go. Ready? This is this is Jen Saki from is it yesterday? Yes, this is Jen Saki yesterday. <clears throat> Keep in mind, I just told you about a Washington Post reporter who got rescued by the British. Jen Saki says there are no Americans that are actually stranded in Afghanistan. No Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. That is Jen Psaki yesterday. American trapped in Afghanistan, also from yesterday, begs to differ. (laughs) We just received audio from an incredibly brave American in Kabul. She was attacked attacked each time she tried to reach the airport. Despite the danger to herself, she wants us to share this. We must guarantee the safety of Americans and our allies before it is too late. I have no hope of seeing so-and-so. Again, they redacted a lot of it. I may not uh, hold them again, speaking of her children. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Well, I can't read all of it because so much of it is retracted. But anyway, the point is, yesterday, Jen Psaki said no Americans were trapped. And yesterday, the news media got messages, uh, this is Representative Carol uh, Miller who's posting this, but the news media and representatives got messages from Americans who are still trapped in Afghanistan uh, saying nobody's coming for us. Washington Post reporters who are not supposed to be uh, stranded in Afghanistan are getting rescued by the British. Most likely the SAS. So, what is it? Then again, 
they're they're on target to meet the August 31st deadline, but they might have to adjust. So that's good news. Uh, has Biden spoke yet? This is Jen Psaki. She's out there talking. Biden hasn't spoke. He was supposed to speak at noon, right? Wasn't he supposed to be talking with the G7 folks today? All those leaders that he screwed over in Afghanistan who were ticked off at him? They still Are they still reaming him? Or did he fall asleep in the middle of it and they're trying to wake him up? Which one is it? Why is Jen Psaki giving this press conference and not Biden? He's how was he? He's four hours late. He's four hours late. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I'm laughing because you don't have any other options here. There's no other option. I, I it's. Oh, people are taking screenshots of the White House uh, press conference. Biden delivers remarks on on our ongoing efforts in Afghanistan. We'll begin shortly. That's the splash screen that they have up there on the White House uh, YouTube channel. We'll begin shortly, and it's over four hours late. They restarted it once, somebody says. Like I said, um, all of you Republicans who voted against Trump, screw you. Look, I realize by and large this this has uh, little to do with Republicans who chose not to vote for Trump because there weren't that many of you. But <laughs> you voted for this. And here's the thing. Not only did you vote for this, you were told this would happen. I know you were told you told you were told that this happened. Because I came on the show and I told you that Afghanistan was going to become a disaster. Syria was going to become a disaster. And who knew about Iraq? I told you that a long time ago. And you chose to ignore me. And so now what you have is you've got a guy running around lying to you constantly whose son keeps getting caught breaking more laws. Um, and you got the news media now who are going after uh, uh, Mrs. Duffy over on Fox News because she said that Jill Biden did a great disservice to this country by letting a, I'm paraphrasing here, men, a mentally declining man run for president. And everybody's like, you owe her an apology. Where were all the apologies for all of the attacks on Melania? Where are those apologies? You know how many times they attacked Melania? I mean, they had some crazy conspiracy theories about Melania, too. Like, Melania was literally being held hostage by Donald Trump. She wanted to leave Donald Trump, but she wasn't allowed to leave Donald Trump. Melania didn't hold hands. She rejected holding hands with President Trump. Remember that lie? Remember that one? How many how many times did they lie about her? Where's her apologies? Oh, she doesn't get any apologies because she's just a foreigner. Right? It is interesting, and it was interesting, and it continues to still be interesting watching left-wing pro-open borders crowds lament the fact that Melania is a legal citizen and came here legally. It's the anti-immigrant hate that comes from them against her proves every point I've ever made about the left actually just wanting indentured servants. They don't care about the human crisis. They want voters and they want indentured servants they can control. They want a permanent underclass. That's what illegal immigrants are to them. We're going to talk about, speaking of indentured servants and government abuse, we're going to talk about some of the mask mandate situations here locally coming up 95.3 MNC. 